0: the 90s. Welcome to the Millennials of
1: SoCal podcast with Philly Phil and Nat Attack. Let's talk about the music, cartoons, and everything else about the best generation. That is so yesterday.
0: Hey everybody, it's Philly Phil. And it's Nat Attack. And welcome back to the Millennials of SoCal. That's right. And this is episode number three we are now in October yes and of course we're all thinking about Halloween
1: oh yes it's definitely the season
0: right now what's on our agenda today is one we're gonna start talking about what's going on pretty much people are already decorating some started in September
1: well I mean the stores have already started selling things Back in August, I think I saw some stuff.
0: Oh yeah, Costco. Oh yeah, Costco. They start actually. They started like end of August.
1: Yeah, something. I saw. Did you see costumes? I saw costumes in August. Heck yeah,
0: there was, like firemen, cops, no stripper outfits yet,
1: and no stripper. <laughs> um, uh, Halloween decorations like the blow up. Oh um, yeah, the blow characters.
0: Yes, and then even walking down like our neighborhood, we see already decorations like weeks before, like. In September. Yeah, it's like the holiday spirit is coming, and people like to start celebrating it really early, and I understand. I'm that type of person, too, but the thing is, I don't have that many decorations.
1: Yeah,
0: we don't. Yeah, well, we don't have that many decorations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid our kids are going to treat them like toys and break them.
1: Well, we ha- he has gotten into lights, like Christmas lights and stuff. Like and- oh,
0: teeth on him. <laughs> yeah, our
1: soon to be four year old when he was younger, the Christmas decorations yeah. would just get destroyed. But I love to see the decorations in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I-, I do too. So, like, this is where um, I'm going to ask you, Natty Nat, what uh, did you used to do during Halloween?
1: Well, I- what well, I used not- to do- well, not
0: the day of Halloween, but during the uh, October season.
1: Okay, the spooky season? I, you're asking me like when I was younger, right? Uh, no,
0: I, I'm asking what you did yesterday. Of course, I'm <laughs> asking you what you did.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> just clarifying. Sorry, um, when I was younger, actually, we my family did not celebrate Halloween very much. We were not those people. We um, celebrate we celebrated more Day of the Dead, which is uh, starts November second. But um, my mom and my 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 parents never stopped me from enjoying the activities or participating so I was Mm -hmm. always allowed to wear a costume I was allowed to go trick-or-treating but my parents never made a big deal about it Mm -hmm. and um, I just that's how I feel about it I just not a big deal but I I love the decorations and I love the energy
0: oh yeah I love the energy too yeah I'm just there for the you know the sweets
1: I'm just there for the children they're so cute
0: yeah I know I can't wait for our kids to be dressed up so my childhood with um halloween was that um my mother and my father would always kind of go crazy with the decoration mostly my mom and during that time for october for me as my birthday so yeah technically you're an october baby yeah i'm an october baby i'm a libra so <laughs> oh yeah hey the libra says they're good lovers
1: oh I'm, okay yes yeah, i can all. i concur yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I always get, like, my cakes are always, like, chocolate with orange frostings with black and white and orange sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like that all, like, all my birthdays, especially when I was just a kid.
1: Yeah, you mean, mean, like, your balloon decorations were, like, orange and black?
0: Yeah, it was was pretty much a Halloween setting because most, you know, I don't know about all kids, but I would think some kids that are born in October would have, like, a Halloween type of uh, party at some party point. yeah or de- you know the decorations and all that
1: well you know? that's mm, that. i guess no because my brother was born october 25th closer to halloween than you are and none of our birthdays were ever halloween themed not one but well, like i said well, yeah, yeah like what we said. Yeah. never celebrated so yeah
0: but we do yeah you know we do and it's all about like you know having fun I'm yeah. gonna enjoy, enjoying the holiday.
1: I bet yeah. you got so much candy those months. Heck
0: yes, we did, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, we did. Well, back then, they used to really pack the bags of candy. Um,
1: The candy was better.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, let me talk to you about my Halloween experience. I know I always brag about the 90s, but to me, that was, like, the best era. Because it was.
1: Yeah, I know it was.
0: Like, yeah, I know the 80s, the early 2000s. Come on, say
1: it with your chest, Phil. It was.
0: It was. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what I used to remember, because we used to do this all the time, which was on the day of Halloween, I didn't care if it was a monday tuesday um whatever day it was whatever it day it was, landed on that year oh heck yeah yeah but um we would always go to my grandmother's home and they would have like a little halloween celebration where my uncle would have like these activities um, all these little like a little party for kids and games before we go trick-or-treating so what um he would do is like you know hey everybody come like around like three three to three thirty to like, right four and school. like yeah they would like barbecue but um they would he would have all these like activities and of course prizes, right? Before we go trick or treating, which is fun. So they used to do these competitions, but it was hard to win because mm. you know why? We were going against teenagers, like our yeah. older cousins. They were not holding back. And they, and they back. were and they, they were not holding back. They were whooping us left to right. Yeah. <laughs> you like bobbing for apples of course. Yeah. The the hard one was the balloon popping. So it's like, you know, you got the what's it the I bubble gum, the... Hubba Bubba? No, not Hubba Bubba. It's, not, it's notorious bubble gum. It's like in a Zebra. Blue, it's yellow and a, it's a yellow-blue wrapper. It's a, It's one of the basic bubble gums, but it, when you chew... It's hard when you chew it, but then once you start getting it, you can blow it like a huge bubble.
1: Is this a stick or... Wait...
0: No, no, it's just like a little wrapper, and it's like a little a, square thing. A little okay, square okay, and it's big. Okay, and the thing is, I had my cousin. She was always winning. Like every year, she was just like these bubbles were huge. <laughs> she was like dominant. She was
1: probably cheating and get getting eating more cubes. Or yeah, something.
0: no, she, no, she was one. She was really good at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she was really like. Uh, don't take it the wrong way, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. Oh, I mean, I mean, she 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 was good at the game. Like it is hard because you have to have patience yeah, when then, you're blowing bubbles. Like uh. uh gum bubbles you have to do it slowly so the bubble doesn't pop i get it
0: but the thing is that's weird because she had braces during that time so i i was really surprised how she was skilled enough Mm. to do that okay yeah
1: yeah that's some skills yeah
0: and then after that then we would just go trick-or-treating we would just go around the the neighborhood um Mm -hmm. back then they would really pack us with candy yeah and there was always this one house every year it was my my sisters at that time The private school they were going to, it was their principal's house. And they knew my cousins and my sisters and she's like you guys get something special and then she would just pull out the ice cream uh, pops those um orange and yellowish ones the um, the
1: um Are you talking about the orange creamsicles?
0: I think so. And they're
1: I, some places might call them rocket pops but yeah. they're very long. Yeah,
0: they're very long.
1: Yeah, and they're yeah, they're round at the yes, those yes. are delicious.
0: Yeah, and she would always get us that and then she was our last house because of course she's giving us ice cream yeah, so you we guys got to go again. Uh-huh. And she wasn't that far from my grandmother's house so it's like okay, this is our last house because We already know what she's going to give us. Right, right. Yeah, and it's always the ice cream pop and We're like, okay, boom, like, you know, and we have to eat it even more right there. Like, okay, we're done. And, you know, my mom would actually give us November 1st off. Yeah. Yeah, cuz so, you stayed up all night, yeah, cause right? Yeah, cuz you stayed up all night. Yeah. That's you know, nice. she's like, you know, like, you know, you're, you know, you guys enjoyed yourself. You guys deserve to have like you That's
1: know. cute. And I have noticed like after we got married, um your mom would try to invite me over to see like um a scary movie marathon. Oh yeah. And she always has um Phil's mom is so cute. She always has her nails painted oh and like <laughs> excuse me she has her nails painted in whatever like holiday it is so if it's halloween it's like little pumpkins on her nails or if it's spring it's little bunnies it's so cute laura i see you i notice you
0: yeah oh <laughs> just so you for, know yeah, thanks for revealing her name <laughs> no, I'm oh i'm sorry <laughs> no it's okay no it's all right Mima, i <laughs> see could, you there, there could be any other lauras out <laughs> there yeah there's thousands of lauras out there <laughs> yeah. okay yeah so anyway um yeah, wait so, wait
1: sorry okay backtrack a little bit I want to share something really fast about my trick-or-treating experiences.
0: Go for it. Can you just
1: ask me? Ask me, what was your trick-or-treating?
0: What was your trick-or-treating experience?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't have very many, but when my little brothers would go out, I remember, this was early 2000s, um, that our one of the neighborhoods would give out lemonade and hot dogs. What? Yes. It was, okay. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever because all the houses were giving out candy, blah, blah, blah. And this was a nice neighborhood, like suburban neighborhood. And there's dad out there, you know, with his Coca-Cola, and he had the grill going, and, like, he had his grill going, he had all these hot dogs, and he was cutting them in half, so, like, the kids would have little half hot dogs and little, little Dixie cups of lemonade, and that was, like, out. and they did it every year. It was their thing. People flocked to them. They went to that neighborhood. That was the nice neighborhood, and I agree, because another house is just a couple houses down, gave us little goodie bags um, with money in them. It was like seventy five cents, maybe a dollar.
0: So you're telling me they did this in front of their front yard? Yeah,
1: like on their driveway, their what driveway. You think they are in
0: L. A. Jeez. No,
1: I mean <laughs> they weren't. They weren't paying. We weren't paying for these hot dogs. It was just they were just giving out. Yeah. yeah, it was their thing. I don't know. Just yeah. wanted to share wow. that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now you, have you ever been to the pumpkin patches?
1: Well, since I married you, yeah.
0: Oh, so you haven't been there before? No, before no. Okay, so. I, we pretty much, I used to go twice because one, I would go with my school. We started doing that first grade to like fourth grade, I believe. And then it stopped there. But we would always get like a small little pumpkin. I would have that. And then my parents would just go like, okay, now we're to go get the, the family pumpkins. It's like, oh, i already been on the hayride. But the thing was, is that we would go to a pumpkin patch somewhere else. But we wouldn't go to the one that we always go to. That's the one that I take you yeah. And then PJ, of course, our kids. and well, our kids. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's always been my the pumpkin patch. I always go to. Yeah. And and they still have good deals. They still have good deals for pumpkins.
1: Well, it's not even about the deal or the money. It's no. about the experience. Oh yeah, it's about the experience. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, and it's like the the hay maze. That's easy. Just climb over it. Like, if I was, you know, smart like that back then, I was like, I'll just climb over this thing and just get the get through.
1: No, see, but, okay, that attitude. But you know what my dad would say? Is, do it to enjoy the experience. To just do it. You know, follow their little... Even if it's easy for you, just do it to get... Anyways, but, you know, I want to I cut in and say that um, since I married you, I do love that you've incorporated a lot of these traditions that you had as a child into... Our relationship into our family because me, if it weren't for you, I would never take my kids to a Pumpkin Patch. I'd be like, that's a waste of time. But I under, I see that the experience is worth it because I see that our kids she light is. up. And Frankie, our little baby girl, she's going to have her first Pumpkin Patch experience this year.
0: She is.
1: No, yeah, like, yeah.
0: It's not a promise. It's a, well, it is a promise. But well, when you take <laughs>
1: us, yeah, she's going to experience it. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Anyways, um, you never decorate it in your home.
1: Um no, when we were younger, we wouldn't have like generic decorations. We decorated mostly for our uh, Day of the Dead. Okay,
0: yeah. So with us, like we would, when we would decorate, um, it would be uh cobwebs all over the home, you know. And then the funny thing is because we lived in apartments, so we couldn't really set up like blow up decorations. Our pumpkins were the only thing that would be outside, because most of of our lives, we've been living in apartments, and the only way to make some decorations, I say blossom, is those window uh, decorations.
1: Oh, the stick-ons, right? The stick-ons,
0: yeah, and you put them on the windows, and you just leave them there. They they stay, and they would stay on for a good long time, and then until Halloween was over, then we just rip them off and they weren't they would actually stick they wouldn't like just start slowly peeling they no would i know stick. yeah i think Chich- back, then, back then those days they were really really good for the, the amount they were worth
1: oh yeah and even today i see those in the store and i know they last you can buy them at target yeah
0: i don't know about now because i haven't done it in a no, while. no
1: i've seen them at target oh yeah i mean we there's definitely a possibility for yeah. us to decorate we have resources to do it i guess
0: yeah so i uh side tracking thinking about my birthday because i mentioned it earlier What are you getting me?
1: What am I getting you? I don't know.
0: That's it. We're done. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know, it's funny because we talked about my cake earlier, right?
1: Your cake. But
0: yeah, something I've forgotten. You know, this is something that, you know, during my younger years was that um, one of my birthdays, um, it was during school day. Well, there's some years I had them in school days. My mom decided to bake cupcakes and just like the cake I described it was in cupcake form
1: yeah like <laughs> yeah. orange yeah so, well, the,
0: yeah orange. but the you know the the cupcake was of course chocolate and i was just sitting in my classroom one day and i just they just knocked on the door and then the teacher goes like oh, i wonder who's that who that is and i'm like i'm like oh my god it's my mom and then my cousin too and they brought these trays of cupcakes and i was like oh my god it's like it's philip's birthday you know and I'm oh just, that's
1: cute yeah you know,
0: and then they passed the cupcakes around, and yeah, yeah, and it was just like, oh, cool. And then the cupcakes were good. Yeah, chocolate, orange frosting. Oh, of
1: course. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, and you know that was a cool treat because you know when it comes to birthdays, especially during school, parents are nice enough to um, to come to the classroom and give little treats for to celebrate their their child's birthday. Yeah. For the classroom. They
1: still do that today. Yeah, they still
0: do that. They still do that. But, you know, that's, you know, something memorable during really those, nice. younger, those younger days, those um 90s days.
1: That's really nice. Yeah.
0: Anywho, but when we were talking about movies, like my mom, you know, trying to invite you to a scary movie night. So this is the next part of the segment, which is pretty much what's going to be um, for this month of October is mostly movies and shows of the october era horror era and we have some interesting titles but as us millennials we're we're old school yeah we like we like things that are old and some that are new but there's <laughs> the ones that are new are pretty 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 good you know there's a lot of titles but we we got a list going so Let's kick off with something really old school that is iconic to the horror genre. So, ready to hear it,
1: Nat? Let's hear it.
0: Frankenstein.
1: Frankenstein. Yes. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein?
0: Yes, but of course there's different films of Frankenstein, but the one we're talking about is the iconic Universal Frankenstein made in 1931 do you um i believe i showed you this movie years ago
1: yes you did yes
0: and um the movie it, of course was in black and white because it was what yeah had just said 1931 yeah, 30s and it was such a good classic film and you know i watched it when i was little and i would watch it every year because my mom was into the horror genre during october that was just traditional. like oh we got to watch this movie we got to watch that movie
1: right. and
0: i was used to watching mostly frankenstein yeah. frankenstein was better than the other monster um characters mostly universal would um show so of course like you said it was based on the book by mary shelley the the monster was uh, boris karloff oh yeah boris karloff he's um a, a lot of horror uh, fanatics know who he is he's one of the legends during the background of making Frankenstein there was um, issues going on uh, during that so
1: like what uh, so
0: so there was another horror iconic actor as well and his name was Bela Lugosi he was Dracula yeah Dracula and he did really good in Dracula too. he did really good and he had that creepy eye look too during that era that movie happened first Okay. And then when they were going to make Frankenstein, they still wanted to cast him as well. But he wanted to play the doctor. Right. And the the initial director at that time, I believe, wanted him to play the monster. And the point what he wanted the monster to be was very brutal, very violent. And mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi was like, why do I have to be this monster? No, I'm not going to play this part. No, that was it and then they changed and then i guess there was change in directors too so the change in the director was name is uh james wells and he um took over and he was like um i want to pick this guy boris carloff okay and next thing you know he picked him dominated that movie and that and that movie made him bigger than bella lugosi and they were saying that that was the worst decision making that Bela Lugosi has ever made. Because if he would have just kept his mouth quiet and just like, okay, I'll play it. He probably would still have dominated that monster genre. Yeah. And let me ask you this question.
1: Okay.
0: And this is a, a lot of people. Is Frankenstein the monster?
1: Is Frankenstein the monster?
0: No because a lot of people you yeah you're smart you know the a lot of people when they hear the term frankenstein they think of the monster like that's him that's frankenstein yeah. but the thing is, is like no he's the frankenstein monster yeah frankenstein is the doctor
1: that the scientist that that's created the, yes and the, the book
0: and mm-hmm. the book so the frankenstein is about the the doctor yeah. the doctor who decided to like who goes crazy and thought he can bring back the dead with different body parts put them together pretty much like they said is like he was trying to play god
1: right yeah
0: and and of course he succeeds but of course it goes haywire because it's a monster yeah. and he's out of control but in the movie is that his assistant is supposed to get a brain
1: okay. but
0: he accidentally breaks it and he gets another brain but the other brain was a criminal brain oh
1: okay so
0: that's why the monster was violent
1: bad guy brain
0: it was a bad guy brain <laughs> and um in the movie of course so we know hollywood they change things from the book to the movie sure yeah that's just hollywood you know because the book is right like hundreds of pages of course hollywood's going to adjust it in short form to those standards of we don't need this but let's keep this right Right. yeah okay. so frankenstein has an assistant and this is another thing that everybody falls for, too.
1: Okay.
0: Who is Franken, uh, Dr. Frankenstein's assistant? Now?
1: Oh, isn't it Igor? Wrong. No. People
0: say Igor, but yeah. Igor doesn't come to later in the Frankenstein series. The original assistant, his name is Fritz.
1: Fritz, okay. And then
0: if you watch the movie, it looks just like Igor, right? A hunchback, sure. his assistant helping him. Yeah, it's, uh, his name is Fritz.
1: Okay. That's
0: the original. Okay. Even in other, like Dracula, his assistant, it's not even Igor there either.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: It's another name, which that's another day.
1: Okay. But
0: he was the original Igor.
1: Wow. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I think you should have a segment, and we should call it Fun Facts with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you have all the facts, babe.
0: Oh, I know. Well, I watch a lot of TV. And see, the thing is, as a kid, I would watch a lot of TV but I, I played sports, too. But, you yeah. know, I because of my mom, she was a movie fanatic, too. Yeah, And yeah. then I'm a film production graduate. So, anyways, about the whole Fritz thing, when um, the whole development of the monster, his fiancé is trying to, like, get him back because they want to get married, but he rather just be alone and do work on his experiments. Yeah. So they go to his favorite instructor who was like his brilliant student and they go to him and he's like, he hasn't been my student for a while, but I will do as you wish. And they go to the castle where he's working okay. and their experience is watching him putting, you know, bringing this body, bringing his, no, well not watching put it together, but bringing the monster to life. Okay. And so I don't know if this is true or not. This is something I haven't looked up. But my mom said that back in those days, there was a line that they took off because they felt that it was inappropriate to say at that time.
1: Oh, do you know what the line was? um,
0: It's something about Dr. Frankenstein saying, after it's alive, it's alive. Like, now I know what it's like to be God. She said, I guess during that time, it was inappropriate to say that.
1: Oh, really? Because yes. I just looked it up and that is filled with the facts again.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, now they put it into the movie. But- they do
1: have it. Yeah, because in the it was censored back then um, and removed on the grounds on that it was blasphemy. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so that's why instead of him saying that they have a, a loud clap of thunder to substitute... Mm-hmm. his line yeah. saying that so but, wow but that, and,
0: but the funny thing is that's a notorious line it, it's, yeah, alive, it's
1: alive it's alive wow
0: yeah but uh, it's interesting huh yeah
1: it really yeah, is yeah
0: it's very interesting to hear that from an iconic movie yeah because you know? nowadays we don't know that they put it in there but we didn't know back then they took it off
1: right but i mean there's so many movies that have fun trivia like that yeah it's,
0: really it's very very interesting okay ready for the next movie
1: Hit me.
0: You love this one. Okay. You'd never seen it before at that time, but when I showed it to you, you liked it. Strong woman role.
1: Alien. Alien's a Gourney Weaver.
0: Yep, it's a Gourney Weaver. Love her. Yes. So this was one of the uh, best sci-fi and horror genre. This was two genres put together to create this masterpiece. Well, uh, directed by well-known Ridley Scott.
1: Ridley Scott. Yes. Ridley love Scott. him too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was a good, yeah, really good director. How he did this movie because not just like a cheesy horror movie, like oh, there's this, but his cinematography skills, the story itself.
1: Yeah, it was so smart.
0: It was really smart because, like, sometimes you can get good camera work, but not a good story, or you get a good story, but no camera work.
1: Yes,
0: and actually, this movie gave uh Sigourney Weaver the name, the title. It just takes one big movie to get that one actor that grade a actor credentials
1: that was like her like her debut role like well, she had done yeah, other stuff but, the, but
0: that was her one that she made was most her recognized most, uh, yes okay so um when we hear the term alien we think of an intelligent being from like outer space from the
1: outside from
0: the outside yeah that's yeah. a world but no um how they created this concept of the alien was like wow Instead of it just being like just a, a brainiac, like we come in peace. It was more of a, a monster yeah. from space.
1: A violent, aggressive and, yeah, monster. Yeah, a violent,
0: aggressive monster. And the thing is it has no eyes. Yeah. But the whole concept, like it's crazy how they did this pattern. Like like it's like two aliens.
1: Okay. Like
0: you got the face hugger. And that's one of the most iconic things that they created from Alien is like the oh. face huggers when the egg opens and yet once like. Some people are like, what is this? And the next thing you know, it just jumps up. It just jumps, yeah.
1: It's like the worst jump scare ever. Yeah. Yeah, but what you were saying is, like, you see, like, we see the whole life cycle of this alien in this movie. With Like you said, starting with the egg.
0: It's like two births, pretty much. Right, yeah. Yeah, because, like, one, it comes out of the egg, Uh and then it's not, a face hugs their face. It's just on their face for a while. It puts them in,
1: like, a coma, right?
0: Yes, and then, and when it does its job, then it just falls off so yeah can you
1: imagine like the imagery of like that this alien part like body part down your throat doing god knows what inside your body like that it's the most horrific and that
0: was the thing about the movie was that you never would think see something like that coming no like when people see alien are like okay it's just an alien movie let's go see it and then they're like what
1: that was disgusting I what is that is that
0: the alien and then and it comes up like wait because it throws questions at the viewers that have never seen it like i thought that was the alien that was it like it's gone because like once later like after it does his thing and it comes off his face oh right
1: and the victim seems to be okay yeah and he
0: seems to be okay and then everybody's like wait what happened but then this is the part where things turn is that they're eating and next thing you know he starts like having stomach problems, and next thing you know, it starts hurting him and they're all freaking out and they're trying to help him. This is where the notorious alien busting out of the chest and, of course, killing the guy, but coming out. And that was like something unexpected. That That, was,
1: yeah, just horrifying. That was so disturbing and disgusting. Yeah,
0: and, of course, it escapes. Right? It escapes. It,
1: like, runs off like a snake.
0: Yeah, and... Next thing you know, because they're supposed to go to hypersleep, because they said originally the their ship picked up a bad signal and they went to go check it, and of mm-hmm. course the alien ship, and then that happens, and then they're trying to go back home, but before they really say that, oh, we we need to go back to slumber so we can get back home, but unfortunately because the whole alien situation, yeah. now they have to go hunt it. But the thing is, it's just like a stalker film; it's hunting each crew member one by one. It's
1: hunting them, right?
0: Yeah. And this is where I give really Scott super credit on this. Like how you see the film, you think the the captain is the main character, but the thing is the main character, he gets killed off. And then it switches to another main character, which now goes to Sigourney Weaver. Right. AKA the character Ripley. And she takes over as the lead role. It's something that they never experienced in Hollywood. Like, you guys went from this guy for like, and now you switch to her right away?
1: Right, because from the beginning, like, when you see this movie the first time, you think, hey, this guy, this, I forget his name, this male lead character, he's the hero.
0: his name is Captain uh, Dallas.
1: Thank you. Captain Dallas, he's the hero. He's going to be the main guy. He's going to come out at the end. He's going to save the world. That, you know, that typical storyline. But no, suddenly he's dead. Wait, who's our hero now? it's a woman it's a
0: woman and that's the thing that now that this is where they broke the in the horror horror not like the horror but sigourney weaver was now first woman action hero yeah but of course she's the lone survivor and she makes her final report that all her her crew members dead. that she had to blow up the ship then went to hypersleep and then the movie ends right and then of course it builds up to the sequel which, you know, same thing. She she did really good in that one. Unfortunately it's a different director, but that will be another time to get to that topic. Okay. Real okay. quick. Our next film. This is uh now we're going to a horror slash comedy slash fantasy slash kid movie. Okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, you're not supposed to say it three times. I don't see him around Oh my god no, I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Yeah, so Beetlejuice. Nat, I know you know Beetlejuice very well.
1: I love Beetlejuice. Yes. Comic childhood yeah. movie oh, from yes, the nineties, so right?
0: Oh yes. Well it came out in the um, late eighties, but we watched it in the nineties too.
1: Yeah, I feel like because it had come out before we were born, by the time we got to see it, we we were younger for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, that movie's ingrained in my brain.
0: Oh yes, and, and actors. This was one of Tim Burton's, but this one started really giving him a bigger name. Yeah, this is his OG he, uh, film. Because he did other movies like before, like Pee-wee's PB, uh, Big Adventure. He
1: did that too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he did that. But it, that once he did uh, Beetlejuice, it really because it gave. Well, of course, that's
1: a, that solidified his genre then. Yes.
0: So, because he is well-known uh, to Hollywood now as the gothic director. Right. Because he looks, you know, his hair, his glasses, his clothing. Right. Yes, but... Um,
1: I do hate to love his style, though. Oh, yeah. No,
0: but his movies, his movies were good. Like, they might be dark, but they were good.
1: Yeah, they're really good. They they're were great. really good.
0: Even his violent ones, they were still good.
1: Right. The only yeah. one I didn't like was Frankie and But go on about Beetlejuice.
0: Okay. So, getting on to Beetlejuice. Gina Davis, and Alec Baldwin when oh, he was Alec wow. Baldwin. He looks so different. So different. He's so, so young. Di- he was very young. Yeah. Yeah, and him and Gina Davis, unfortunately, you know, they die, but yet they don't know. You know, they just thought that they got in a car crash and then they just walked their way home. And next thing you know, yeah. uh, they're like, wait, why well, is all these things happening? And I
1: don't remember... Getting out of that river or whatever yeah. they said, oh, yeah. they, right? Uh,
0: and they're like, "Oh, there's something strange going out, uh, going on." And then Alec Baldwin goes outside, and he's in the sand desert and the worms, the yeah. sand worms. And then he gets pulled back in, and she's like, "You've been." He's like, You've "Been gone for
1: three, like so many hours." And yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, "Wait, what?" And I think then, they were in Mars, right, or Venus. I don't yeah,
0: no, it looked like that, but it could mm-hmm. have been like a supernatural world, mm-hmm. and they were like. Realizing that they were look look at the mirror and they're like the reflection. And then she got the the horse, and you only see the horse moving. Right, moving. Yeah, and then they find the book.
1: Yeah, the handbook for the recently deceased. Yeah,
0: just. Uh, you actually know the title of the book.
1: I love that movie, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: so <laughs> the whole movie had like good actors, even Winona Ryder. Yes, I was. was I was waiting
1: for you to get to Winona because I, Winona. This is this movie is the first time I met Winona Ryder, and the oh, yeah. first time I fell in love yeah. with her. She's yeah, so... to me,
0: yeah. For us kids, that was the first time. Like, I bet she's been in. She's she was like that
1: cool, movies. weird girl from the '90s, and she played all the dark roles. And she was just so good at them. She was mysterious in a cool way. <laughs> Right.
0: Winona, but also so the background of uh making the film when they were doing auditions not winona i think she already was like already picked for the role sure. but um there was like so many auditions and people that they wanted to uh pick for like beetlejuice so originally there was this um one comedian that they wanted to play beetlejuice that tim burton wanted and it was, his name was sammy davis jr no way yeah really yeah and uh, but then the one of the producers at that time uh, was like, there's this new this like guy. He's like his name is Michael Keaton. Can we try him instead? Like let's just see him. Because like Michael him. Keaton was still like in the rise. He wasn't like up there yet. He was still those actors just working. Just needed that one role to get them up there. The next thing you know, he played Beetlejuice. And guess what? They said after that movie came out. He was now considered an A-list actor.
1: Okay, wow. Yeah. So that was his movie. That, that was, was him.
0: That was his movie. His rise to fame. Yes, that you know, and look what he did. He worked with Tim Burton for future movies like Batman. Right. Yeah, and he. Yeah, I like Michael Keaton. I, I can't
1: imagine that movie played by. I can't imagine that character played by anyone else. It just, yeah. I think every single character in that movie cannot be... be, They they fit perfectly with their characters. I can't imagine them as anyone else.
0: Yeah, and it's it's pretty much saying like this. Who's going to play the man with no name? There's no one who's going to be like Clint Eastwood for those movies, right? Right, of course not. Yeah, there's not. You can't. It's just like... It's offensive. Yeah, so like who's going to play Beetlejuice?
1: Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Only him. Only him, yeah. The whole movie was so good, and yeah, they showed some scary parts, but... They knew how to change the mood back to fun.
1: Yes. Yeah. They were able to do that, but that snake scene haunts me to this day. <laughs> but you know this movie also, I wanted to add a bit earlier that this movie was also the first introduction as a child that I got to any possibility outside of like heaven being an afterlife. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I grew up religious.
0: Oh, yeah. Because so I mean...
1: when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, they died. I mean, you you pick up, you know, as a kid, you pick up, oh, they passed away. But I, I picked up, like, wait, why aren't they in heaven? Why isn't this movie about heaven? anyway so yeah, that was also kind of a thing. Think think it's
0: best not to think that way, because remember, guys, <laughs> it's just a movie.
1: Yeah, and it's just a, it's a fun movie to watch. It's a classic that we watch every year. It's part of our collection, as a permanent spot in our collection, and I honestly would say it's in one of my top tens for sure. Bebs. So, yeah?
0: What's the next topic?
1: Oh, it's my turn?
0: Oh, yeah, it's your turn.
1: Okay, we're going to talk about Courage the Cowardly Dog.
0: Oh, a cartoon show, a scary-slash-heroic cartoon show.
1: Comedy show, too. A comedy,
0: too. Ah, Courage.
1: Okay, so let me start by saying that the Courage the Cowardly Dog show aired on Cartoon Network from 1999 to 2002 for four seasons, totaling 52 episodes. But just like the other cartoons that we've spoken on about in previous episodes of our podcast, Courage the Cowardly Dog first originated on the cartoon television show, what a Cartoon, which aired from 1995 to 1997. Mm-hmm. And Courage's um, original pilot aired on February. Let me guess. In,
0: let me guess. Is it the the Chicken from Outer Space? Yes. Yes. Chicken from and Outer Space. I remember that because I'm going to tell you this. This is so true. I was actually scared of that cartoon when I first were saw you? it. Yeah, I was only like four when I saw it. The,
1: okay, so the, the this original pilot aired in 1996. So I was five. I lied. Yeah, you were <laughs> five and... I can understand why you were scared, because this pilot, or this short, was so good that it was nominated for an Academy Award in 1996 for Best Animated Short Film, mm-hmm. and it only lost to um, Wallace and Garments, oh. A Close Shave.
0: Oh, those, those, uh, it was a British, um, like, stop-motion Play-Doh of show. Yeah, issue. never got into those. Yeah.
1: But, um, so anyway, so yeah, this chicken episode, I re-watched it for this podcast, and so we're introduced to the whole scenery of this, like, vast, empty farmland. Which is the middle of nowhere. Right. And the first scene is, um, Hustace, um, Mariel. Courage, and Mariel all in the kitchen, and they're just, like, sitting there. And this is the first time we see Houston really being mean to Courage. Like, he kind of scares him for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, just puts on a scary mask and scares him. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, is that in that, in that show, they don't even talk in it.
1: Yes, I was gonna get to that. That this this pilot had no words at all.
0: And that's what I like about genius, like how to tell a story without language, without language. Uh, without um conversation, without conversation. Yeah. Right.
1: So it was all visual, right? So we see Houston is mean to the dog, and Mario is a kind older woman. Courage gets kicked out of the house, and while he's out there, he sees like a spaceship hover down, right? <laughs> and then it opens up, and you see a chicken come out of it. With but red eyes? Yes, it has red eyes, and I thought it was a robot chicken, but it's a space chicken. And then right away, Courage just yap, 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 yap barky, 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 goes and, inside just like a dog would, right? Houston yeah. and Mario are just clueless, totally oblivious to the fact that there's like an alien invasion going on outside, possibly, right? Yeah,
0: but the funny thing is, like, what Courage does is that like, he keeps morphing into like different yes! things to, like, to describe it, what it is.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: this, yeah, and it's like he. Um,
1: it's like he's playing charades, right? Yes. With yeah. all these different, he's morphing into all these different yes. characters.
0: And it's funny because like he does it and they're all just looking at him and it's just like...
1: And that was just classic Cartoon Cartoon Network humor though. The morphing into different things yes. to try to describe something. And,
0: and of course, you know, the chicken is trying to... I think he was trying to take over, you know, the 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 world because of course he killed all of the, He was like beating up all the other chickens
1: right so Uh, yeah so this is what happens courage though then goes again outside to look for this space chicken and he sees that the chicken went out to their barn because like you said the space chicken is killing okay this is really dark though but in this cartoon you see the chicken holding this other chicken by the neck and the pans it pans away and you just hear a snap and you just know this chicken has snapped all those chickens necks. it's terrible <laughs> okay, and just courage is just freaking out. So and then courage runs inside and gets Muriel. Runs her outside and it's like, look, look at all these dead chickens. But and
0: they're they're gone.
1: The chickens are gone, right? But except for for the space chicken. And guess what? He has laid eggs. Spotted eggs. Red spotted eggs. Yeah. And so Muriel oh, being cool. ignorant. So,
0: yeah, because yeah, that's the thing about Eustace and Muriel. They're just clueless. They're that-
1: oblivious to it. Yeah, they have no idea, and that. You see that same stuff going on in all the other episodes that come up from Courage the Cowardly Dog. But so then Mario goes inside with these weird eggs and she cooks them and she's going to feed them to Houston And he does. He takes a bite of this weird egg and then he starts it's morphing
0: into a chicken. He starts,
1: yeah, morphing into a chicken. Okay, so anyways, back to the barn. This is, this is part is really funny. This part made me laugh out loud. Courage and the chicken begin to fight.
0: Oh, yeah, because, like, the chicken's making sure that Yusta's turning, uh, is changing. And then I think Courage does something. He throws something at the chicken, and the chicken gets whacked. And then it becomes a competition of them, like, playing all these game, like, these, like, these one-on-one games.
1: Yes, let me, let me tell you about it. Courage and the chicken are fighting, and... Courage hits the chicken with a slingshot, and then they wrestle, and then it pans over to Houston and we see him starting to morph, or no, we see him eating the eggs, and then it pans back to the chicken and, and Courage, and then they're fencing, like, with oh, lives. fencing. Right. Meanwhile, and then you go back to Houston and he's changing, and then you see Courage and the chicken playing checkers, <laughs> right?
0: Oh, yeah, doesn't he do a move, and then...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, like, he wins, and then the chicken gets mad and, like, flips the table, and then you go back to Houston and now he's full chicken now. And then you you go back again to the chicken and Courage, and they're wrestling, they're arm wrestling. Courage breaks the chicken's arm, but it just grows back randomly. And then the next one is they're playing the hand slap game you know, when you put your hand out and then they have oh, to kind of Oh, yeah, they you have to have move to, fast. <laughs> you have to, like, be fast and you try to stop the other it was, person. Yeah,
0: that was something that we did as kids, too. I'm I like, s- that was so funny. That I they still play all, that today. They, but the thing is, it's funny how they put, like, kid games, like, Kurt's playing these kid games yeah, just to beat the... Uh, it the, was relatable like, to us. Yeah, it's, and so. it's like, if you win, you have to, like, Kick rocks and go somewhere.
1: Right, right. So then the last one is Courage and the chicken are holding their breaths. And they're like, you know, who can hold <laughs> their breath the longest? And the chicken loses, right? So then Courage, like, gets the luggage. Like, the space sure, chicken is like, yeah. <laughs> get the pull, fuck out? And he
0: pulls the laser gun out. And then Courage mm-hmm. is just like. And then, they of course, they fight for the gun. And then yeah. Courage shoots him.
1: No, no, no. The chicken actually shoots a laser. Oh. But the laser ricochets of a bunch of different uh, oh, things. And it, yeah. and it,
0: and it comes and then, back and hits the chicken. And he turns into a platter. A uh, chicken, uh, chicken cooked on a platter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And right. Then,
0: and then, of course, Courage takes the laser and shoots Eustace when he's up. And he looked freaky, too. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to Eustace. He's in the kitchen transforming into a freaking weird space chicken. And he's going to, like, attack Muriel. And he's a weird-ass chicken, too. I'll try to post it on Instagram. And so Courage comes in and he shoots him with the space laser. Eustace disintegrates into something. And then he, um, Courage goes back and sits on Muriel's lap. And then they have cuddles. And then um, he gets I, scared by some little rat.
0: A rat. No, well, the rat eats like a little piece of Eustace ash, chicken ash. Oh, yeah, that's And that he weird. turns into it and then and he says this. This should never happen to a dog.
1: Yes. I was going to say the whole episode was silent. Or not silent. There was, you know, background music. But all the characters were silent until the very end when Courage says that line and it's iconic like, line.
0: Right. But it, I realized that they only he only said the, that line only for the sequel, uh, sequels to that episode. Okay. Because the Courage series Okay. Is that Courage, um uh, and all the courage episodes that he's always having like you said, like with the chicken, like uh, kiddish competitions and yeah. and so the first episode, um you probably looked up like with the cat's motel?
1: Yes, that's correct. So the first episode aired in November of nineteen ninety nine called A Night at the Cat's Motel. Yeah,
0: and it's supposed to be like the Bates Motel. Right,
1: yes, this is the similarity. Yeah, the, the, Bates the motel.
0: they call it the reference of using the Bates Motel because some, something's gonna happen and of course cats is is one of the main villains to courage cuz he doesn't like dogs. Right. Yeah, he's the met, the
1: motel says no dogs allowed. No
0: dogs. And the thing is there's these spiders. He has these pet spiders and they're trying to and he's trying to feed he's trying to feed Eustace, Muriel and Courage to
1: the spiders. The spiders were terrifying. Yeah. And yeah, I can not Oh my god, that yeah, was children's TV. Yeah, I TV. think
0: yeah, and funny cuz courage is trying to uh, save them and and, and then of course it gets to like when him and cats are gonna do it out and the competition is playing handball
1: right <laughs> <laughs> playing handball and i mean these were really big yeah, tough events yeah. though
0: for courage yes and they, yeah they were and you know that was a good like beginning of that episode and the Courage series, you know, went off from there. And they were really good episodes. They were really good. And he had notorious villains that he had a face. It, it, it was a really good um, cartoon show to watch as a child.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it was scary, but it was also a very, it was a fun scary. It,
0: it was a fun scary. It was yes. a fun
1: scary. So it kept us wanting more.
0: So that was Courage, our final film for today, for this week. This is now a. A recent movie that just came out i thought it was a good horror movie myself nat
1: it is a quiet place
0: yes the quiet place
1: a quiet place okay so everyone knows that this 2018 horror was directed by john krasinski which i love him and i love and i enjoy everything he's been in right so out of curiosity i want to know if john krasinski was a millennial do you think he is
0: hmm. Yes.
1: No. He's he not? He's not. No, he was born in 1979. Really? Yeah. So. Okay,
0: I thought he was maybe born in like maybe the early
1: 80s. No, yeah. So to be um, considered a millennial, you have to be born between 1981 and 1996. Mm-hmm. And John is just like what? Born in 79, just like three years off mm-hmm. from that. So he's considered Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this movie because yeah. it was terrifying because it took away... Okay, similar to Courage, there was no dialogue in that movie, aside from some parts, right? But the monsters were terrifying because the idea that you can't make a single sound, not even just like a guttural sound, even your own body making noise, like those are some things that these things have you killed, right? Mm -hmm. And the worst part of the movie for me was knowing that or realizing halfway through the movie that these alien monsters are not killing the humans to like eat them but they're just killing them because they make sound. So throughout the movie, you still see, like, dead people and stuff. The aliens never ate them. It's like, what the
0: heck? Are they aliens, or are they just...
1: Well, they come from, like, a quote-unquote asteroid from space, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I call them them aliens. I think the movie refers to them, like, as creatures. Mm -hmm.
0: So. Yeah, and the uh, genius of, like you said, not using dialogue, which, you know, they used another language, which is sign language
1: yes they use sign yes. language
0: yeah and that's a really and the, and the actress herself is actually deaf right I, y- yes
1: the um john krasinski's daughter who plays his daughter in the movie is actually um deaf in real life and she taught the cast and crew sign language which is mm-hmm. really cool
0: yeah and that's like a really great skill to learn to, of course it's yeah. amazing and it yeah. was
1: vital to this family in the movie to their survival yeah. they were able to survive because they were able to communicate yeah. in this different and, language
0: and, and it's very genius to use uh what they call a disability language sign language
1: yeah something that could be considered a disability and it, you it ends up saving your life yeah
0: oh yes not disability really after good. all yeah why we bring up uh the quiet place for us millennials so this is something I know and I think you do not know. And I see it, maybe some may see this, but I see something very similar to The Quiet Place from a movie of the 90s.
1: Okay, which one?
0: Tremors and The Quiet Place. I feel that there is some similarities. So like The Quiet Place, of course they have, you have to be extremely quiet and you have to be careful of how much sound you make because they're Above ground, but and tremors—they come from the ground. Um, do you you seen tremors, right?
1: Yes, you. We've watched the thing a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, because yeah,
0: you you know Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. Fred Ward, yes. Rest some peace. So, what do you think about the comparison?
1: Well, my theory on this is that I I agree that there's some similarities in this movie. This concept of not making noise in in order to avoid a monster or avoid attracting attracting a monster. And the similarities that I found in both are their extreme hearing sensitivity, right? Mm-hmm. So both monsters are very sensitive to hearing, but they're different in that the monsters from The Quiet Place also have biosonar, mm-hmm. which is like echolocation, mm-hmm. where the graboids and the monsters in the Tremors movie, are, they yeah. kind of hear and they kind of, not blindly, but they hear and then they attack.
0: Mm-hmm. But they're also smart too.
1: Yes, yes, and that's one of that's another difference is that the Graboids and Tremors, they're very intelligent. Because there's one scene in, in the movie where one of the graboids eats a stick of dynamite and blows up, right? This this second Graboid, which has also eaten a stick of dynamite, sees what has happened to the first one he or sees, hears. Or hears what's happened to the first one, so he's like, uh, you know, A B makes a connection and simply throws up the dynamite. It's like, yeah, not doing that today, and like goes on his merry way. Yeah, and he's and intelligent. Yeah,
0: it's a yeah, and that's something that I didn't see in like you know the comparison of the Quiet Place. But the similarities is that they kind of have the same abilities, but one has something better than the other. Like you said, the Quiet Place echo location. The other one, they're just intelligent. They just know like how to set up a trap. You know, hearing trying to pretend that. He he thinks you're not there, but it knows you're there.
1: Which is kind of the difference why one monster you feel like you can kind of fight it, and the other one has no logic, so you can't fight it. Which is why John Krasinski did what he did at the end of his film and Tremors. You see the main characters kind of get out of that situation. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, how um, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Right. And of course, these movies had great actors as well in both movies. Right. You know, and. um, that's what I liked about The Quiet Place as well because it's always something that we know when we grew up with and we see it there. It kind of gives us that memory like, hey, it reminds me of like, I didn't take it as the wrong way. Like, no, it was The Quiet Place was a good movie. It just gave me that feeling of, oh, I remember something like this. I think it was Tremors.
1: Yeah, well, this, is, well, it's, this is not the first movie that has used a, mo- a monster that has hypersensitivity yeah. to like attract and hunt its prey mm-hmm. being human. So it's not the first time it's been done. But it's an excellent movie. Yes, yeah, And, and you, can I tell you why I really like The Quiet Place? Why? Because I saw, the first time I saw a Quiet Place, um, I don't think I had my baby yet. I was, I might have just like been pregnant still, right?
0: Yeah, I think you were pregnant during that time. I
1: was pregnant. And that movie was not really scary. When I saw that movie again after PJ was like a couple months old or a year old, whatever, that movie felt... Scarier the second time because mm-hmm. now it's like oh my gosh. I feel what it is to try to protect your children like the pregnancy Scenes in that movie were terrifying too, but I had not experienced mm-hmm. labor So once I had experienced labor and I knew what that character actually had to keep quiet mm-hmm. when experiencing birth pains Terrifying as a woman that movie was ten times scarier if you're a woman after you've had children
0: yeah, yeah that was you know thinking about that now the yeah, like if you were that pregnant woman and going through that pain knowing that there's something in the house that if you make one sound it's gonna come get you. it's gonna kill
1: you Mm -hmm. yeah
0: that's just yeah that would be you know right it's terrifying
1: that's a horror movie
0: yeah yeah it's correct that's it for the first week of october halloween series next week we will post our second one so i would like to thank you guys for listening
1: Thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming back. Please come back again.
0: Yes, don't worry. We got more titles. Hasta la bye-bye.
1: Hasta la bye-bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: That was so yesterday.
0: Back at it again. Philly Phil and Nat Attack here. Bringing up some more Halloween tricks and treats. No, this is for the 90 kids and 80 babies. Let's talk about it. Mistress of Darkness, Stranger Things, The Franken Doodle, The Shining, and a Marvel title that might surprise you coming your way on the Millennials of SoCal
1: podcast.